if I'm not honoring my wants and needs and I'm not speaking them, then the possibility of someone crossing those boundaries is inevitable because I'm not advocating for respect. I will not be disrespected. I will not be in relationship with someone who continues to cross my boundaries and doesn't value what it is that I want and need from our relationship. If I don't respect me, I'm going to attract a person who is disrespectful because I'm going to give my power away to them. And I'm always going to be a victim. Like, obviously, I have to look at myself where I'm not respecting myself by allowing these type of people to come into my life. Like, it's information. If you're feeling disrespected, you know, look, look this way. How do you define respect? Like, tell me more about that. Can you give me an example of what it looks like? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I guess respect is being, for me, what came, what just came through as you asked the question was being in integrity with myself. Like I'm respecting who I say that I am. Like, am I in integrity in certain areas of my life? So if I say I want a relationship and I'm just out there fucking women having sex and I know in my heart of hearts that what I truly desire is intimacy and a deeper connection. I'm kind of disrespecting myself. I'm abandoning myself. I'm leaving myself behind. That's, that's kind of, that feels disrespectful to me as I say that. I'm mm -hmm. not really respecting what it is that I truly want in me. So what we're talking about then is respect in the sense of I'm honoring what it is that I want and you're also defining respect then coming from the outside as this person is honoring what you want. So, so I would, maybe this will help if I set a little context, like I was taught as a young man, you respect your elders, you respect the police, you respect somebody with a suit on deserves more respect than like a garbage man. Like, so all of this, I don't know, man, I may have been, um, fondled as a young altar boy. I, I, my mother worked at a rectory and there was a priest who I remember being in close quarters with. And, you know, I don't know if I blocked it out, but you just automatically like respect that person because he has a collar on. But, but, how, do you, it, but how do you define respect? Do, hmm. Does this mean that you're deferring to what they want over what you want? Yes. That's perfect. Yes. I'm, I'm abandoning myself and subordinating to what I was told. You, you know, be a good boy and you respect your elders. You, you know, so yeah, I think you're, I think you nailed it. It sounds to me like we're talking about two very different things here though. One of them is, as you were saying, subordinating yourself to another's will. Yeah. Uh, and that sounds like obedience. And then the other thing that you're describing here is sort of like uh, an alignment with personal intention. Like, I know that this is what I want. I'm going to respect myself by going for this thing. And so I guess I'm trying to tie this together with this overall theory of you won't get respect from other people unless you respect yourself first. In this instance, it, which, which respect are we talking about? The second one, let's let's say the second one. Okay. So the second one we mentioned was 
Um, I'm respecting my own internal alignment. This is what I said I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. So what does that mean in terms of the respect coming at you from other people in that instance? Mm, That's a great question, Rob. That really is. And it confuses me a little bit because I'm trying, like, it really is. It's like discombobulating because I, now I have to, no, I don't have to, but I, I'm trying to see where, like, an experience of my own life. Say that again. Say that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, when I, I guess it's because we're, we're, we're deep in, like, the semantics of what it means to be respectful, right? And so we yeah. already, we established that one of them is just obedience. And... Mm-hmm. Fuck that noise, right? I Fuck respect noise, and obedience yeah. is that's bullshit. That's just a control scheme, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. Okay. And then the second definition that we had is like a sort of I honor myself. But if I do that and I'm sort of have I'm I'm doing that because I want respect from other people, what does that respect from other people look like? That's a that really is a great question. Well, actually, I, I I just hit on something in my own mind. I, I'm wondering if this is what you're talking about. Yeah. It's like it's like if I disregard myself, if I disregard my own will, my wants and needs, then it's going to be really easy for someone on the outside to also disregard what I want and what I need because I'm not talking about it. I'm not treating it like it matters. Um, so I, I I can see that from a disrespect perspective. Uh, how that would play out. Is, is that what you're getting at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm getting at, yeah. If I'm not honoring my wants and needs and I'm not speaking them, then the possibility of someone crossing those boundaries is inevitable because I'm not advocating for respect. And it also makes me feel like a victim and I'm powerless to do anything like these, these people keep disrespecting me and I'm putting it out there. Like they do, they're doing this thing to me all the time. We train others how to treat us. And that's what I notice. So if I'm feeling disrespected, it's because I'm not advocating for what I want and need. And I'm allowing this other person to cross the line and I'm, maybe afraid to say something because I'll lose relationship. And when we take responsibility, it's like, Hey, time out. That behavior isn't okay with me and letting them know is, is like the first step. Like I'm not okay with that. And if they continue to do that and you allow it, it it also, it ultimately comes back on me. I will not be disrespected. I will not be in relationship with someone who continues to cross my boundaries and doesn't value what it is that I want need from our relationship. Yeah, and I'm going to let them go. Does that does that help? It does, and I think that's the that's the critical distinction, right? Like, I think we can exist in a society where people are like, "Oh, these people don't respect me," but they ignore that, like, they haven't told anyone what they want right? Like what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And they're just kind of expecting everyone to pick up on it. No, like that first step needs to be executed on first. If I'm not letting the world know what I want, I'm too scared of doing that because I'm worried about rejection or whatever. Yeah. Then how are people going to change their behavior? 
like they're not going to mind read this shit. So I have to execute on that first step. And if someone continues to not put any intention or energy towards like meeting that need or desire, I know this person is not a good fit for what I want in my life. One of my non-negotiables is when there's an argument that I, there's no throwing daggers or swearing at the other person. Like there's no fuck you motherfucker. Fuck. Like that's, that doesn't work for me. Like, so that's an agreement. That's something I know. So I'm setting context on the front end saying, Hey, listen, when we get into an argument, this is a need for me. This is a, like, are you on board with this? Because I use that type of language in my first marriage and I know the impact that it had on my wife at the time. And it deteriorated the relationship, man. And there's no way. And I learned from that. Like, and I didn't know, I didn't know any better. It's not an excuse. I'm not minimizing my behavior or like saying it's okay. It's not. And I love myself enough to let this person know that that's not okay for me. It's never going to be okay. And if that is a behavior that you can't get on board with, then this relationship isn't going to work and I'm going to walk away. So does that help as far as like cementing in a, an example? I think so. And, and I see this come up with clients a lot. So I want to touch on it. Uh, so we have this list of non-negotiables in terms of what works for me and what does not work for me, what I want, especially in conflict. That's really important. Um, and if someone continues to walk over those boundaries, it's like, okay, that's not a good fit. One thing that I've noticed though, is that like, people are like, yeah, this person keeps on disrespecting me. Like I've told them multiple times and they're not changing. And what I've seen is it's really easy for our logical minds to be like, yeah, I want to change. Yes. I want this new behavior to emerge. I'll stop like freaking out when I'm triggered or when I'm angry or when I'm in conflict, I'll stop turning away and isolating myself or pulling back. But when the moment happens, people aren't able to make a different choice. And I think it's important to draw this line of distinction between the logical mind and the emotional mind. Logical mind in charge most of the day, emotional mind in charge once I'm triggered and I don't think people are capable of making promises with their logical mind and delivering with their emotional mind. So it's like, not that this person is going to be disrespecting someone continuously like you. Um, it's that this person is not in control anymore when they're in their emotional mind. Does that mean they're a good fit for you? No, like they're not yeah. in control. Yeah. I love how you made that distinction between logical mind and emotional mind. And it took me years and years and years of work to be grounded and rooted in myself because I was so reactive and I didn't understand or know how to be with, let's say anger. Like it would come out sideways as rage. I, I didn't know. I, it was like, logically, of course I know, like, don't say, fuck you to my wife or you're a bitch or whatever it is. Logically, that's, yeah, dog, there, was worse, there was worse shit than that. Of course, logically, I know that this yeah. is the woman I see that I love. But then emotionally, I couldn't hold that shit in or else I would have and we would still be married and, you know, I wouldn't be cleaning up the mess still to this day. That was the beginning of me turning the finger towards myself and saying, man, no wonder I wasn't leading the relationship. You know, my emotions were, 
I'm like, I, I want to figure this shit out. So if, if there's a listener out there saying, my wife is a bitch and she does this and does that's because of your leadership, your inability to be with your emotions and understand them. And it's still a work in progress. I, it's something I will continue to work on till the day that I die. I've gotten way better. And the, the gauge that I know by is when I'm with women, I've been told I have a superpower. Like, they're like, the men in my, how are you not reacting to me behaving like a little bratty girl? I can't believe that you can just sit there and hold that and, and be with it. And, you know, they're waiting, like almost for that thing to come at them. And it's not, and it helps them to soften and appreciate a man who can hold space for them. And so if you're with someone who is reactive and the behavior continues and you feel disrespected, to be empowered, you take responsibility and and you get out of the relationship, you know? And, and this is in the context of a, of a somewhat healthy relationship because people are gonna slip up and things are gonna happen. And But if it's where you feel continuously over and over again that this person isn't really working on themselves. They say they are. Are their words, are their actions mapping the words that they're saying? And if they're not, then it's my responsibility or this person's responsibility to end the relationship. I'm still, I'm still sitting with this and thinking through what my opinions are on the subject matter. I think I feel like the respect is kind of like a weird container because it means. It means so many different things depending on the context, right? Like, I think we've used it in like four or five different ways here. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and so, like, like I, I almost feel as though this is just kind of a throwaway word, like cool. Like, it, it sort of encompasses that which is good inside of relationships, maybe what is healthy behavior inside of relationships. Um, but, but the meaning almost seems to change depending on who it's coming from, right? Like. Am I being respected by my boyfriend? Well, what does that mean? Um, well, that means he does what I want him to do, right? But fuck that, man. Like, right. he's a good little boy. Right, right. And, and so, like, like I, I don't know if respect is the word that I would use. Like, whether or not I feel like I'm being respected is, I think, a point of view. It's, and that's informed by my emotions. Am I triggered? Then I'm being disrespected, right? Mm -hmm. Am I grounded? Then I don't. That's not. That's not something I'm thinking about ever. Um, so I, 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 I do think that this is like sort of, it's really wobbly territory. But at the same time, I can kind of get that there's there, there's a core here that's worth discussing. Um, I like what you said there. How it is. It's this word is pretty wobbly and it's it is very nuanced. And I like what you said about when I'm triggered. I'm being disrespected, right? When I'm triggered, I'm dis I feel disrespected. But any other time when I'm grounded, I'm not. And, and I think that's the, the crux right there. So this person's behavior is triggering me and I feel disrespected. So what is that behavior that that person is doing remind you of from childhood or whatever it is? Like there's, there's, there's something there. Yeah, like one thing that I discovered recently is if someone goes on a rant about something that I don't understand, I get unconsciously and reflexively triggered 
because there's a piece of me that needs to be the person in the know. I need to be the expert. I need to understand it, be able to hold a conversation about it. So if someone is just like dumping information about a subject that I am not familiar with and also don't care about or haven't previously cared about, I have a reaction. And it's not because they're doing anything wrong. It's and it, 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 it's probably related to something in my childhood, but I see that there's this pattern of like, oh shit, like I feel out of sorts when I don't have all the information I need to have in order to understand what's happening. And I don't want to ask them for help. I don't want to mm. ask for like, what are you talking about? Because then I, I feel like I'll look bad. And so there's this whole pattern. And I guess I guess I can see where you're coming from. Like it's valuable to know what that is. But I almost don't even have to trace it back to childhood. I, I just have to know that it's there. And when I catch it, for some reason, it makes it easier to deal with. It's like, oh, shit, I just I just have to know. Okay, well, let me ask a question and find out. What it, What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, that's, that's as you were speaking that, that's exactly what came up for me. When I feel triggered by this person's behavior, what should I do? Because I know this pattern in myself. And it's ask, be curious, ask questions, rather than react from that trigger, like, of feeling disrespected. Like this person is intentionally trying to fucking hurt me. And it's like, oh, that's my <laughs> shit. Oh, that's my shit. Okay, let me fucking ask a question and be curious so I can understand. Yeah. I think I think that what you pointed out is critical. There's a moment when the reaction happens. Fuck, this person is disrespecting me. Can't believe they're doing this. And then I think as we do inner work, as we work through trauma, as we sit and meditate, um, as we as we blow up and then come back and blow up and come back, we begin to cultivate this gap in between the reaction, the, the hurt of what just happened, like it hits me right here in the heart, in the gut, and then empty space. And then what do I do with the reaction that happened? And I think part of the work of, of growing as a human being and getting past this question of respect is then, then using that gap in between to ask for what we need. Like, hey, can you slow down? Or like, can we take a pause here? Or like, hey, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Like, can you explain to me the background so that I can understand? And it's like, when I can start doing that in conversation, not only it, it does it become clear to me that this isn't a question of respect at all, it's just like, oh shit, I had a reaction for the most part, for the most part. Yeah. If I'm in a toxic relationship, then you know I gotta examine what they're doing too, but I can't control that. What I can control is my shit. So when I start asking for what I need in that moment, right after I get hurt, I notice that that hurt goes away. And then the next time I get hurt, it's not as bad. And there's even more room for me to ask for what I need in that moment. And most of the time, it's a really simple ask. It's not like I'm having someone like, you know, hold me and swaddle me in your arms, rock me, rock me until I feel better. No, usually I just need time and space. Like, give me a minute while I sit with this. You know, this person loves and cares about you and they wouldn't disrespect you intentionally because you know this person. But that initial trigger makes them feel like they're the enemy and they're disrespecting me. And then you said there's that gap of like, hold on. Okay. I know this. I I've done this dance a million times. I need space. So 
take, you know, owning that, what you need. And then instead of reacting, that person is, I think, better able to hear your want and your need because you're not saying it from a trigger to reactive place. And why wouldn't they want that for you? Because they love and care about you. Like what you're talking about is like a, is, is like a, it's like a master judo move, doing it in the moment. Like, ooh, fuck. And then instead of like jumping back at that person, like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pounce on them because they're disrespecting me. You're like, ooh, I'm gonna hold that. I know I need space or I know I need um, something in this moment. And I'm gonna ask them nicely um, because they love and care about me. Like that is, man, that's a that's like a grown-up fucking judo move or is it judo or karate or one of those <laughs> where you're like deflecting the trigger pew, pew. you're like yeah and then you know stay and you can stay in relationship that way and that that takes a lot of self-awareness and it takes you know years of work so what we're offering the listener here is like years of our fucking failures yeah uh, crashing and burning shit <laughs> yeah because i've definitely crashed and burned before and you know what as we're having this conversation rob i want to um i want to thank lily at catalyst fitness in uh in buffalo who uh is a friend of mine and she mentioned that she would like to know more about this topic so just appreciating her in the moment because this is a really rich conversation and it's really helping like what you said is really helping me to understand respect more because i felt pretty stupid in the beginning of the podcast that i couldn't give you an answer because it, it i didn't understand and i i didn't realize how nuanced this topic is and thank you yeah this has been great this is awesome yeah hell yeah lily and yeah i'm i'm kind of i'm with you man i i think I started off sort of fumbling in the dark as well, but I sort of wanted that to be an element of our conversation today because it was sort of unclear, but it, it's still like a pretty important topic. And and as we were talking earlier, the, you know, I was thinking about how, you know, what we were just talking about, maybe that's where we draw the line. Like if I'm able to catch myself in the moment, like I'm about to have a reaction and then I ask with kindness, with compassion for what I need in this moment. Like, hey, I'm kind of overwhelmed right now. This is a little bit too much for me. Can we take a break? And the person I'm with is like, fuck you. Like, if they come back and they like, they cannot, they cannot meet me for that need when, I, when I'm being kind and asking, right? Maybe I would take that as disrespect. Like, hey, I went out on a limb. I'm not coming at you all spiky. I'm just asking for a small thing that I need in this moment and they can't tolerate that. That is a relationship that I would exit. In so much of this dance of relationship, the question is always, for me at least, like, is it me or is it them? Is it me being too sensitive and having a reaction? Or is there something that they're legitimately doing that like I don't have room for? It's just, it makes this incompatible and I think I would take that as a sign of like something that they're doing that makes it incompatible. I don't think that it's it's going to work and it doesn't make them a bad person, but like that's an incompatibility for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was a great distinction as well. If I'm in a relationship with someone and they're meeting my needs or, you know, are willing to, 
you know, then, and you felt that, that's one thing. But if somebody consistently over time isn't able to meet you and they are reactive, then that person needs to do some work on themselves. It, like you said, I love that you made the distinction too. That doesn't make them a bad person. They just are unaware and they need to work on themselves. And if you know that, then that is your signal, your cue to respect yourself and exit the relationship. Like knowing that they can't meet you. As much as it may hurt, it's going to hurt more in the long run if you stay in something like that. And for me, you know, it, it got violent. And yeah, it doesn't get better if the person isn't working on themselves. It's only going to get worse. And you're just going to feel worse and worse. And you're going to blame them, I would imagine, you know, because I, I was in the blame game for a while. So yeah, that was really brilliant what you said. And I think it really makes it clear, always taking ownership and respecting myself and my needs and wants. And if it can't be met by the other person, it's time to put an egg in my shoe and beat it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I'm happy with where we've arrived in terms of this definition of respect. Like, I think there's something to that idea of, in a lot of cases, it feels like it's almost like doing the, the painful, hard thing. Yeah, man. Yeah, it is doing, and that's respect. <laughs> go, go pee, go pee. You don't, you don't just, you don't have to carry the conversation while you. I, but yeah, I'll, let me. I'll record my thoughts, and we we can always take a pause and come back. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> well, I don't have to pee. I was baking some sweet potatoes, and they were burning, man. I I um I just learned something about myself, like. To be more respectful of our time, don't put the sweet potatoes in the fucking oven before the podcast. <laughs> uh, or, or or communicate about it ahead of time. Like that, I feel like that's equally workable. It's like, hey, halfway through, I'm going to have some sweet potatoes that I don't want to turn into like charcoal. Like, let me, can we take a pause in the middle? That that would work too. Um, Thank you. But like. Yeah, yeah, no problem, dude. But like, they're totally relevant to this conversation here, right? It's just like, hey, we we speak up for our needs, and that's that is a form of self respect. But but yeah, like I think recently my friend went through like an ayahuasca ceremony, and, and the one thing that he walked away with that like is still impacting me to this day. Like I heard about it like a week and a half ago. Was he was saying like when he was doing his his ceremony, the thing that occurred to him was that like. He, he's, he'd spent his entire life avoiding pain, like just the little pain of like doing doing the difficult thing or making an ask of a friend or like like calling someone up and like trying to get more information on something. And there are all these little pointy barbs that he was avoiding. I really relate to that because sometimes I feel like my life is just like a giant series of apologies and trying to avoid stepping on other people's toes. Um, it's what keeps me from publishing as much as I'd actually want to if I weren't afraid of that thing. But the thing that he followed up with was 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 the most important thing that I've heard all year, which is he was like his realization was that the most direct path to getting what he wanted was straight through the pain. You mm. just you just go through the pain, and then at, it's it's the shortest distance that you need to travel in order to get to what you want. And it was so striking. It's like, it, and it's kind of completely changed the way that I deal with uncomfortable situations because I it 
I'll just remember that again. It's like, oh, fuck, but this is this is the fastest way to get to what I want. I'll lean into the pain here. And and I think so much of that respect equation is is about that. It, it's my willingness to embrace this momentary pain and discomfort. And it might suck. I might have to cold call someone and ask them if they want to do business with me. I might hate it for the 10 minutes that I'm doing it. But I'm kind of respecting what I want in the long run, which is a successful business or a new opportunity, or maybe I want to raise. Um, so I, I feel like that's kind of the hidden cornerstone here. It, it's like, am I willing to brave this discomfort to do and receive what I actually want? And that includes the example of what you brought up earlier, which I thought was brilliant of staying in a relationship where like we keep on hoping that the other person will get better or whatever and they're not making any moves to do that but we can't leave right we can't we can't just bring ourselves to leave that relationship and i see that all the time i see that all the time but in reality it's just kind of avoiding the pain of losing that person it's avoiding the pain of the breakup and it takes like two weeks three weeks to get through that pain but i'm avoiding that three weeks of pain so hard that I stay in this relationship for another five years, you know, Ooh, and like talk about fucking painful. Yeah. What I got or what I, you know, I think you heard, I heard you say was the most direct route to feeling better is through the pain. Go right at it. Don't avoid it. Don't try to go around it. And yeah, yeah. That maps to my experience big time, man. Um, and for the listener, it, or at least you know, for me to like, sometimes it's easier said than done. Like it's, it's a practice like anything else. You're like, okay, I'm going to begin to practice advocating for what I want and need inside of this relationship. And if I'm not going to be met, then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cut this person out out of my life. And that does seem scary and hard and painful. And like you said, it's only a couple of weeks. And then it makes room for the person who is going to meet you. So you could stay five years and endure an exorbitant more amount of pain or in the moment deal with it and see if this person will meet you. And if they don't, move on. But, man, I mean, that's so powerful. That That's a really big takeaway, um, even though I know that intellectually, like really embodying that and moving into action around that in my own life has been a process, man. And it's, it's not doing what you just mentioned or your friend just mentioned caused me years and years of pain. And, um, so when I think about it, it's like, Oh yeah, that's the move, man. I appreciate that you brought that up. Sometimes I'm so focused on delivering the message that I like, like, I forget, like, oh, shit, yeah, no, there's there's also room for compassion in this. Cause of course, there has to be. Like, we, we don't get to become masters of this skill set by just picking it up one day and doing it perfectly for the rest of our lives. It's like, we pick it up and it blows up in our fucking faces and we're like, God, why did I do that? But then we try again and the next time it blows up a little bit less or at least we point it away from our faces this time. And, like, over time... Over time, we get better at this thing. But like, if you're not perfect at this, you're you're in good company. Like Scott and I don't have this skill set mastered. I I would argue that I have this like five percent down. But even having that five percent of the time when I am 
I'm good at this and I'm doing the uncomfortable thing instead of just like eating candy and avoiding making the, the hard call, right? Like that served me, that served me immensely. And maybe next year I'll be up at 10%. And that, that'll be double what I did this year. And that'll be even better. My life will accelerate by 100%. So, you know, it's worth it to take those little gains. Um, I, I guess that's what I want to say. Like, don't beat yourself up if you're not good at this. We're all bad at this. That's what happens when you first start learning a skill set. Give your, Yeah, give yourself permission to be sloppy around practicing this stuff. And somebody said that to me once, and it changed the game for me. Because I'll say that shit out loud. A fucking Scott, I give you permission to be sloppy around practicing this relationship stuff. And it, it did. It made a huge, profound difference in how I move towards discomfort in my life, in all areas of my life. Dude, yeah, fuck, I forgot. Yes, the other thing, it's it's balance, right? Like, we, we want to have both skill sets. It's like, I have the ability to choose the hard, difficult, painful thing. I can do this when, when I know that it's going to be the more efficient route. And I'm also giving myself permission. I have the ability to take the easy route when I need to. I have to be able to recover from doing the hard thing all the time. If I'm always having an extremely challenging life and I'm always leaning into pain, my life will be constant pain. I need both. And it's okay to do both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I noticed for a long time I, I, there was a lot of pain in my life. I'm like, what the fuck? What is going on here, man? Like, yeah. Lean into this discomfort, lean into that, you know, a little bit and not all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. breaks. This should be enjoyable and fun in, in a, you know, yeah, not just always in pain and in that, that space for sure, man. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been there before. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Not fun. <laughs> yeah, not a fucking fun place to be. Yeah, yeah, this is not the grim death march warrior. This is the laughing warrior. The point, at least to me, is to have a good fucking time. Enjoy your life. But but recognize that part of enjoyment is pushing through the difficult times. Part of enjoyment is discerning when you can just rest, have a good fucking time. Yep. But I, yeah, that's all I got, man. What are you, where are you at today? Wow, man, I just keep thinking about Lily, and I'm glad she asked this question. I'm glad she brought up this topic, and like it really helped like your friend's story like was medicine for me, man. And, and what we, what we shared back and forth. And now I, like I was lost in the beginning, man. So that I imagine I'm not the only one who feels this way. You know, I imagine a lot of our listeners, you know, will get some value from this. And it's really cool to see how, you know, we're really all connected, you know, has a topic that they want to hear about and it's medicine for all of us, man. It's just really cool how, cause we, yeah, this is not the fucking miserable warrior. It's the laughing warrior. And there was times in the beginning, like we talk about this a lot, that it was challenging for us to fucking do this. And we didn't think we could. And now it's like, we fucking laugh at this shit. I, I just have baked potatoes in the oven in the middle of the podcast and I run off and I'm like, Hey man, I didn't even realize that. Like, yeah, maybe you should, you know, be respectful of, of Rob as well, man. And getting up, like understanding that, like I, I wouldn't have thought about that filling you in and letting you know what's going on ahead of time is helpful for you rather than me just in the middle of the podcast, getting up and running away. Like what the fuck? What? Wait, wait, where are you going? What? 
Last week it was like I was going to shit my pants. Or this week I got baked potatoes. In the hey, Scott, go to the bathroom before the fucking podcast and get your fucking potato life together. <laughs> uh, yeah, you heard it here first. Get your fucking potato life together. You want to understand respect? You got to get your fucking potato life together. Yeah, so get your yeah yeah get it together, will you? Get your fucking potato life together. I need a shirt. I need a shirt. That has to be a shirt that I wear into the public. Um, yes, but I think I think that's that's time, yo. Um, and once more, I appreciate you being here, and I appreciate you, warriors, for listening in. Lily, thanks for that subject. That was a lot of fun to dive into. And I hope that you got something out of it here today. And in general, if you got something out of this podcast, be sure to give us a rating. Let uh, let us know what you think about this thing. I think there's a section for like, there's literally like a poll on Spotify where it's like, what did you think of this episode? We would like to know. Yeah, we would. Big shout out, Lily. Big shout out, Catalyst Fitness. Big shout out, Rob. Big shout out, your homie. Big shout out to everyone. Um, mad love and yeah thanks for listening pay pay it forward if you got you know if you want to get your potato life together yeah get your fucking potato life together (laughs) or your fucking what the fuck's wrong with you get your potato life together (laughs) don't be a fucking piece of shit Yeah, yeah, the secret here is to come down as hard as you can on people that don't have their potato life together yeah, yep, yep. Absolutely. That's how you get respect. <laughs> that is how you get respect. That is. God damn it. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. For- Peace. Love you. Peace. Peace. <laughs>